a show to uplift and inspire women in our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth, with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm your host, Stacey Galino. I'm really, really excited about my guest today. My guest today is Deacon Josh Johnson, and he's actually joining me here in our first segment. Welcome, Deacon Josh. What's up, Stacey? How are you? What is up? I love it. I'm so excited, and I'm so happy you all are here with us today. It always brings me such joy to be with you on Faith and Good Counsel and talking about things that, that, that I need to hear as well as hopefully something that is meaningful to your heart and to your faith journey. I want to welcome back um, all our regular listeners. I love hearing from you and our new listeners that we're gaining every week. I'm meeting uh, new people all the time that are saying, I'm just listening. I found the show on your blog, or, you know, et cetera. And that, that makes my heart very glad. And, and I love to hear from you. So if you want to email me here at the station, please feel free to do so at any time. That's Escalino, S-G-U-L-I-N-O at CatholicCommunityRadio.org. You can check out the Faith and Good Counsel page on Facebook. I don't post very often on, on Facebook, um, but but please feel free to respond there. I'll check messages there as well. Um, you can go out to the CatholicCommunityRadio.org website and look at not only the Faith and Good Counsel um, information, but also all the other really awesome programming that we have here on um, Catholic Community Radio. I want to uh, let you know, too, and just remind you, I do have a blog. It's www.stacygolino.com. And um, also, just to direct you as well, there are a number of blogs on my blog that I feel like are good resources for any of us on our Catholic uh, faith journey. And so I'm really, really happy, again, to have Deacon Josh Johnson here with me today. And Deacon Josh, would you start us off with a prayer? Certainly, certainly. Let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you, praise you, we love you, bless you, adore you, glorify you, we honor you. Thank you for the gift of this day and for the gift of our lives. But most importantly, we thank you for the gift of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. I ask that you give all of our listeners the grace to not only receive, but to perceive in the depths of their hearts that intimate, infinite love that Jesus Christ has for each one of them. May that love draw them to fix their eyes upon Jesus Christ, who cannot take his eyes off of them because he loves them so much. And in fixing their eyes upon Jesus Christ, may they know how much they are loved, and may they listen to his voice as he speaks to them of that love in the silence of their hearts. We ask this prayer, Father God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And may I also, Deacon Josh, offer a prayer. You know, in our Catholic faith, I'm a convert, you know, to the Catholic faith, and I learned all about vocal prayer, just um, you know, spontaneous prayer growing up as a Protestant. But we also, in the Catholic faith, have a rich tradition of written prayers. Mm-hmm. The patroness of faith and good counsel is Our Lady of Good Counsel. And I have a prayer, and I think it has bearing upon what we're going to be talking about today. So may I offer this prayer? Yeah. Again, in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Holy Virgin, to whose feet we are led by anxious uncertainty in our search for and attainment of what is true and good, we beseech you to come to our assistance when along this road of this life 
The darkness of error and of evil conspires toward our ruin by leading our minds and our hearts astray. O seat of wisdom and star of the sea, enlighten the doubtful and the erring, that they may not be seduced by the false appearances of good. Render them steadfast in the face of the hostile and corrupting influences of passion and of sin. O mother of good counsel, obtain for us from obtain from us from your divine Son, a great love of virtue, and in the hour of uncertainty and trial, the strength to embrace the way that leads to our salvation. And in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, a couple of shows, we've been talking about time management. And, you know, not your average time management. How do I plug more stuff into my calendar, but really, Deacon Josh, talking about a fresh perspective, a Catholic perspective, a perspective of having our priorities rightly ordered, rooted in our faith, examining the underlying intentions when we're trying to set these priorities. And those priorities are, correct me if I'm wrong, faith first, then our family, and then work and everything else, mm-hmm. right? Sounds good to me. That's right. So otherwise, we can find thousands of ways to plug stuff into our calendar that have us running like a hamster in a wheel, and it's not really— And that's what the enemy wants us to do. That's what he wants he, us to do. He wants us to be busy. I preached about that the other day. I, um, it's funny. If, if you want to know whether or not the devil exists, commit yourself to a daily holy hour Ooh. every day. Oh. Right? And I promise you, everything will come up to stop you from getting that time of prayer with our Lord everything will come up, you know, like, and, and I witnessed that in my own life, like the, the day I preached on that, like the next day, I think it was, um, I committed to this, to, to, to something extra in prayer. And I mean, everything popped up out of nowhere to stop me from doing that. And at the end of the day, I was so exhausted. I was like, oh. I, just, I just like, man, Lord, like I really wanted to, you know, like spend time with you, but they had all these other things that came in the way of that. You know, yeah. they just really, so if you, if you wonder if the devil exists, uh, yeah, put it put it on your calendar watch. to go to adoration. Watch. <laughs> yeah, and watch us develop the yes buts, right? That's what right. I call the yes buts. I'm tired, yes, but I'm too busy today. I didn't know I'd be this busy. And yeah. that's how he works. He's so crafty. Yeah, he is. He's so crafty. But that's okay. We're we're on we're on the job. We're paying attention, right? right we're surrounding right. covering ourselves in the blood Hopefully, of yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, but you know, time management, okay. Big buzzwords, so such a huge struggle for people. And as we've been talking about um, time management and how we prioritize and reprioritize, I have to have a chat with myself quite often because I can get too busy. I can say yes to all these good things because I can do all of them. It's just at the same time, I'm not really called to that. And so it, it, it helped me to understand that we needed to have a deeper conversation about discernment. And that's why I put a call out, if y'all listen to the second episode, <laughs> to you to have you come in and you responded very, very graciously. So, you know, um, and I want to get into that a little more deeply, this topic of discernment and desire and so forth in our next segment. But I thought this segment, you know, we normally talk about saints and devotions. Yeah. And when you think about discernment who comes to mind for uh, you? particularly two saints first and foremost saint ignatius of loyola yes uh, obviously he's written extensively on the on the subject of discernment he has uh the rules for discernment out and they are, are very powerful but one of the things he says that that 
it's very simple. It's, it's before the rules begin. It's, it's there, there are three things. Oh, you have the book right here. Yeah. Father, Father You're Tim welcome. Gallagher, he, there you go. he taught me at IPF, um, which is the Institute for Priestly Formation. And I was taught the rules of discernment by Father Tim Gallagher, the author of many books on discernment. Yeah, he has a whole um, series. He has a whole fact. series. Mm-hmm. He's, he's amazing. And he's, he's definitely a saint um, in the making. Very, very holy and very, very reverent with our Lord. But, um, but Ignatius says three things that I think are, are, are key for all of us uh, as we begin our, our journey of, of growing in a, in a discerning life. And that's this. We need to always be aware. First, be aware, understand, and then take action. All right? Be aware, mm-hmm. understand, take action. And so, for instance, um, how does this look? Uh, well, if I, if, I, if I feel a spirit of, uh, of anxiety or I feel a spirit of depression or doubt or just or, or, or a temptation, be aware and call it out for what it is and understand, like, this is temptation, okay? Mm-hmm. Who, who tempts us? Well, the enemy tempts us. Right. Right. And so I need to take action. And my action is either I'm going to accept this or I'm going to reject it. And, and there is no in, in between. It's either I accept this or reject it, period. Right. And, and, and But in order to do that, we have to do something before we even get to the rules, which is growing our love for the scriptures. Right. Because how can we know the voice of God as opposed to the voice of the enemy if we don't know the voice of God as he gives it to us in his word? Right. right? I, I always tell people, I say, if the president wrote you a letter, um, whether you like the president or not, if he wrote you a personal letter, you would read it because it's a letter from the president to you personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may rip it up at the end of it, but it's you would read it. Um, same thing with the Bible. The Bible is a love letter from God to us. Right. Personally, to me. Am I going to spend time and read it or am I just going to let dust, you know, get all over it on the show? Yeah, and you're hitting on a point, too. The, the, the word of God, this inspired living word of God, is we're not talking about this cosmic Jesus, this nebulous universe, whatever. This is a person. He is a person. And that we're word, in relationship with. Yes. Right? And the word is, it's people, like the Eucharist is the word in flesh. The scriptures are the word inscribed, right? It's, right. The, it's a living word. It's powerful. And, and if we don't delve into the scriptures, how are we going to know the voice of God as opposed to the voice of the enemy? Like the voice of the enemy, I tell you three things he does all the time. The voice of the enemy, he tempts us, he discourages us, and he accuses us, mm. right? So like if you think about mm. like sin, he'll tempt you to sin, and he'll say something like, you know, uh, well, why don't you just do it? Come on. Like you could do it. Mm-hmm. God will forgive you. You know God. You can go to confession tomorrow. Just Just do it, right? So that, that's he tempts us first, right? And then after after we sin, he accuses us. Who do you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. You are so disgusting. You and you call yourself a Christian. You mm-hmm. know, you, you go to mass on Sundays and you did that terrible sin, and then you want to go to confession, but then he discourages you. you. You know, Father heard you confess that last time. If you, if you go to confession again, you, you know, Father's gonna think you're crazy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. See, so we have to be aware. That's the way the enemy. Is, is present in our lives, right? It, all throughout scriptures, that's what he does. He's the father of lies. He, he's a tempter. Um, he's a deceiver. He's the, he's the accuser, right? Right. And this is how the scriptures speak of the devil, as the accuser, as the father of lies, as a tempter, right? Um, and so what does the voice of God sound like? Well, the voice of God, he says, I will fight for you. In Exodus 14, 14, he says, uh, Jesus says himself in the Gospels, I am with you always until the end of time. Uh, the voice of, of Jesus, is, it's a voice that encourages us. It's a voice that challenges us to, to, to be better, to grow in holiness, to be more virtuous. But he never, he never condemns us. He never d- uh, discourages us. He never tempts us to do anything that will lead us away from his love. Um, and so as we grow in, in, in our desire for discernment, we have to, to be aware. Okay, this is obviously a voice that sounds like Jesus, and this is a voice that sounds like Satan. 
And a simple way we can do that to be aware is to ask the question, whose voice am I listening to? Right. And where is it leading me? And if where it's, does, if, if it's, it's leading me away mm-hmm. from my church, right. that cannot be the voice. Right. Of, or, or, of, even in people, people may say something like, um, Leah Dara says this, and, uh, she, uh, she talks about love and so does, she was one of your recent guests, I believe. That's right. That's um, right. And, and she talks about love a lot. And one of the things she said she, uh, that I loved and in talk she gave, she said, if someone says they love you, um, what do they mean by that, right? Because Thomas right. Aquinas defines love as designing the greatest good for the other. Right. So if someone says, I love you, like like we all did, like when I was in high school, I said it to the girls, I love you, baby. I didn't love that girl. You didn't do right? that. Come on, oh, Now, I wouldn't have done that. If I, if I, if I was bad, I would have done that. But like, so whenever people say that, I love you, what do they mean? Right. right? If they want you to sin, that's not love because that's not that's your greatest right. good. If they want you to leave the Catholic Church, that's not love because your greatest good is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ for all eternity. Right. Right. And it's through the sacraments of the Catholic Church. That's through this gift that he has given us. So if, if someone's saying, I love you, baby, why don't you just leave and don't worry about the annulment? That ain't love. Oh, no. That's the voice of the enemy. You know, like, don't worry about the annulment. Just come. I, I, I love you so much. Why don't No, that's not love. Like, the, the, the Lord speaks to us through these natural events or whatever. Um, and so so we have to really be aware uh, of where it's bringing the virtue or the vices, closer to heaven or closer to hell, because um, there's no in-between. There is no image. You mean there's black and white truth? There What's is. Up I mean, with now, that? now, look, I don't want to sound like one of those people who, who doesn't acknowledge the gray areas in life. Absolutely. There are gray there are areas. So many gray areas. However, when it comes to, to, to good and evil, there there's either good and there's objective good and there's objective evil. Period. Right. You know, there, there's there's the devil and there's God. There is no like medium like source of something. No, no. There's, That's, there's, there, 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 are, there is some gray area without a doubt, but there's more objective truth than our society certainly. would like us to know about because otherwise the, the enemy, I should say, who pervades society uh, would like us to think that everything is gray and everything right, is everything. relative. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I mean, there's no that, truth. Do what you'd like to do. Well, that, and that's exactly what they do. I mean, if you look at pop culture right now, I mean, you know, it's uh, everything is whatever I want, whatever I feel. Uh, I think one of the big topics right now i didn't see it thanks be to god but i've heard about it amongst conversation with young people that i minister with and a lot of people are disgusted right now by this performance at oh the my goodness music video yes. Awards by molly cyrus i didn't see Dear it god praise yes. be jesus christ uh and i feel bad for her because she's a beloved daughter of the father Amen. and she's and she's needs our prayers she doesn't need our prayers but you know people are having this big outrage over that whole thing um, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what's the big deal? Because her song lyrics said everything that she did apparently on the stage. Oh and so when parents let their kids buy her music and listen to her songs, you're okay with hearing it as long as you don't see it. You know, like, oh my goodness, doesn't make any sense. But you know what? When we come back, we're going to continue talking about these and other things that have to do with discernment. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel, Stacey Galino, Deacon Josh Johnson. Be right back. Masseter Lind serves Gulf Coast area businesses with services such as major medical retirement and supplemental benefits packages. Masseter Lind is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Masseter Lind, online at info at Support for Catholic Community Radio comes from the Collision Center at Brian Harris Chevrolet. The Brian Harris Collision Center repairs all makes and models of cars and trucks. The Brian Harris Chevrolet Collision Services on Florida Boulevard. Green Seasons is a local Catholic family-owned business and a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Green Seasons serves the Baton Rouge and surrounding areas with services such as landscape and design, lawn maintenance, and pest control. Online at greenseasons.us. 
Doctors James Abair and Jacob Henderson of Central Dental Care would like to thank Catholic Community Radio for fighting truth decay in Central and the Baton Rouge areas. Central Dental Care, 261-6645 or centraldentalcare.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino and my very, very, very special guest today, Deacon Josh Johnson. Welcome back, Deacon Josh. Thanks for having me back. You're on a roll already. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know our listeners are just on the edge of their seats going, what is he going to talk about today? Well, we are, our topic is, in fact, discernment. And, you know, before we jump into that and jump back into that, maybe some of our listeners haven't had the pleasure of knowing who Deacon Josh Johnson is. And so I thought maybe you should give us a little brief bio to tell us where you came from and how you ended up with a collar and headed towards priesthood. Well, um, very briefly, uh, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Homeboy. Yes, ma'am. And uh, how did I end up with a collar? I ended up with a collar uh, because... Like many of us, I experienced the ache in my heart for many years uh, of of this emptiness deep down inside, and I searched every which way to fulfill this this emptiness in my heart uh, for many years. I, uh, I I searched in sin, unfortunately, which never satisfied. Uh, praise God, it didn't satisfy. I searched in other churches. I left the Catholic Church for a couple of years wow. and searched in other churches. So I you were a cradle Catholic. Born and then raised Catholic, left the church. Left the church. Okay. And uh, I searched through that experience of just really being very hungry and uh, I was still empty in the midst yeah. of that process. I searched through people, places, friends, um, even good things, and but nothing satisfied. And finally, uh, I was invited to a retreat, a Catholic retreat, and I told the young lady who invited me that I would go. And after I said I would go, I was like, why did I say that? And, uh, oh, I was like, oh, uh, man. <laughs> and so I tried to get out of it. And uh, I told her. I told How her, I was, old were you at this point? I was 16 years okay. old, going on, you know, 40. Oh, I bet you were just I, special I, at I just, that age, I huh? Just, I just, mean, just full of it, huh? I just, uh, huh, I was crazy. <laughs> and uh, and so I, you know, I tried to get out of the retreat and, and nothing worked. And so I decided to go. And the day before the retreat, I said a prayer to God, and I said, mm. "God, you better make something happen Ooh. at this Catholic retreat, or oh. else I will leave the Catholic Church officially forever." Wow! Because I had been confirmed. So I, as far as I knew, I graduated because I didn't know what confirmation was. I said, "I'm, I'm done." Oh. And um, Ooh, little arrogance oh, there. Oh, was here. Just, I, just so to, prideful, mm. so prideful. Mm. But if you, but as I now look at that prayer and examine it, I see that I really wanted God to do something. Yeah, because my mom had a devotion to Padre Pio, oh. and I would see these pictures of this saint with the stigmata, and I would think, how can a Catholic priest have the stigmata, the the wounds of Christ, if the Catholic Church was so wrong? Yeah, didn't and make so, sense, huh? Didn't make sense, and so I really wanted God, I think, to to prove Himself to me through the Catholic Church, um, and so the retreat begins, and on the second night of the, the retreat, Bishop Sam Jacobs exposed the Blessed Sacrament, wow. the Eucharist, God yes. of the Universe, and I mean, I never, I never knew that that. The Eucharist was really Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And his grace is all I could, you know, sum it up to is what hit me um that night. And and I, I recognized that that was Jesus Christ. 
That was right there did, before. Was me. that just a, a, a mystical experience, or did someone say, "This is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity," or both? Did I, I don't remember do the remember? I don't remember the latter, uh, and I don't want to. I mean, I guess you call it a mystical experience. I just call it just guys. It was a gift from He's, God to allow me right. to see that. The, I mean, I didn't see like the crew. I just knew you that. You just in knew the it. It was an. This is Jesus, and this is who. So, so I realized it wasn't a what I was searching for my whole life. It was a who, exactly. and that who was a person. And that person was Jesus. And so I, I asked him, I said, uh, what is your will for me, right? This is where discernment comes in. What, like, right. Right. So I, I meet Jesus. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, like whatever you want, I'm going to do. You just tell me what your will is and I'm going to do it because I, I finally have found you who, I mean, he'd already found me. And um, and first he told me, I love you. Yeah. That was the first things I heard in my heart, just I love you, which pierced my heart then and it, and it continues to pierce my heart today because uh, I'd always thought I had to do something to be loved. I had right, to be somebody to be right. loved. That's um, that utilitarian uh, aspect of our society. What you can do, what you American can produce, heresy. all of that. Yeah. 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 We're just deconstructed Certainly. inside and out. Yeah. Yeah. And so he told me he loved me. And, uh, and so I was like, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, he said, be my priest. Oh, so right there at that retreat. Saw an image. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I'm like, Jesus, you're moving kind of quick, bro. Like, <laughs> I just had, I just had a conversion to you like don't you think we should take this kind of slow like you know uh and so I I tried to you know push it off and run away from it but I I continually I thought about it all the time I mean I thought about the priesthood constantly and I went to college uh Southern University and I still thought about it and uh I was only at peace whenever I was uh in the chapel with the blessed sacrament wow. I wasn't at peace when I was dating I wasn't at peace when I was partying I was only at peace I recognized and this is this real sense of, a, of an interior peace when i would mm -hmm. sit before the blessed sacrament at our lady of mercy catholic church yeah and uh and so i did that for a while and finally god gave me the grace to say yes to discerning the priesthood mm -hmm. and not saying mm -hmm. i was going to be a priest but to go to a place that was conducive for me to learn um if this was really the calling uh that he was you know bringing me to and obviously now i'm a deacon and yes in a, praise in, in god for that less than a year i'll be a priest so apparently it is oh well. <laughs> man and we what a joy stay that will be may 31st the feast of the visitation oh our lady yeah. praise. Oh, which is the my anniversary of my consecration to our lady oh just an accident i'm sure and my diaconate yeah. ordination was on the birthday of padre pio oh my is, goodness right so the lord totally uh he tells us that he's there if we're just paying attention yeah you know on the day that this is uh just real quickly that to the today that we are recording this i know it'll air later is the feast day of saint monica yeah. and what i didn't know josh and what maybe you didn't know up until a year and a half ago i knew the date it's my 30th anniversary of being catholic but i was confirmed baptized confirmed first communion on saint monica's feast day wow how do you like that and who knew what was going to happen Especially afterwards uh-huh so that's a story for another day that's there's awesome. that whole monica augustine story in our family but we're not here to talk about that's that awesome. i am here to talk to you I mean, you mentioned discernment yeah. and my goodness our our listeners women and men are discerning every day the big questions, God's will in my life, the little questions. Do I go to the grocery store now or do I put that off until tomorrow? I mean, it's it, in the yeah. big and the small, he's there. And I wanted you, I, I realized that we needed beyond just setting priorities and plugging them in a calendar and thinking about the eternal value of what we're doing. We needed to go deeper and talk about discernment. And I said, you are uniquely qualified to do that. So ready, so. <laughs> go. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
I guess we can talk. Uh, we, well, we spoke about St. Ignatius. Um, yeah, but and, just what does discernment mean? Is it just deciding, okay, I'm going to do this now and this later? Isn't it something a little deeper discern, than that? Discernment is learning the will of God. Right. Discernment right. is always to do with, with what will bring us closer to God's will to our happiness. And what about people that say, and, and forgive me for sounding so rude, but who really cares? Because don't we, aren't we surrounded by people like that all the time that are so, that seem so lost and they're like, who cares too much to think about? I don't care. Why should we care? I mean, we should care because our Lord created us for no other reason than for us to become saints. Like that's, that's what we were created for. Right. And so the enemy wants us to not focus on our call to be saints. Mm -hmm. And so he wants us to get caught up in the busyness of life and the noise and the distractions, even in the ministry that we can be a part of. Right. To, to not really care about what God wants. Um, with the other ones at, at its root that kind of attitude comes from a selfishness right and a pride um, maybe it's unintended well, but yeah, it well, is pride, a pride. Well, pride is the root of all sin sure uh, but, but definitely because you're not cared about the caring about the other you know right, right. right like so like that's why i always like to encourage adoration uh because when we go before the blessed sacrament and we adore our lord uh we recognize an other another person right, right? And if we're focusing completely on him and not just on our petitions and in the book that we might bring to adoration but if we just focus on him then we recognize there's someone outside of myself that I'm looking at right now that all my attention is on right now. Mm-hmm. And that, that can really help us to, to realize it's not always about me, you know, right. You know, there, there's something bigger than me. Um, and how freeing that really is. How freeing it is to know that I'm not the center of the universe. Isn't that amazing? Right. Were you I, surprised to learn that? Did was you I surprised <laughs> to learn that? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I was I'm, I I, like many of us, you know, I, you know, I thought the world revolved yeah. around me. So uh, what maybe take us, through. Okay, so let's say we do care mm-hmm. now, and we want to discern, and we want to discern rightly. Yeah. What does that involve? Well, I think one of the main things it involves is paying attention to your desires. Ah. Oh. Which I think How a lot. So? All right, so I think and that may like kind of shock people. Like, my desires aren't desires bad? No, desires are not bad. I mean, there are some inordinate desires, uh, but desire is something from God. Uh, in Psalm twenty, chapter twenty, verse five. It says, may he give you your heart's desire. Oh, I love that psalm. Right? right. So you see, God places good and holy desires within us. Um, and the devil, his thing is he wants to keep us so busy, as I said before, to keep us away from what God desires in us, from these right. movements that, that God has in our hearts. Um, but the, the problem comes in is how do I know which desires are from God, which desires are from me? Right. Those desires are from the enemy because we have so many desires. I That's mean, right. even as a, as a, as a, as an ordained deacon and going to be a, as a Catholic priest, I know there's going to be so many more desires coming from my heart as I meet new people, as I encounter new things. And so uh, I have a couple of tips that I learned from one of my, a priest friend of mine. And, uh, and as far as discerning what our desires, um, how do we do this? Uh, especially within our vocations uh, as, as married people, as single people, as priests, deacons, religious, whatever. So uh, we have to, that's prime. We have to think about our vocation, our stage of life, our station, rule our vocation. Number one, that, that's, that's it right there. Our desires from God always, without a doubt, will always lead me to embrace my vocation, right? Even right. more, right? And, and become better in my vocation, right? So uh, they always have to do with our vocations in life. So if you are a woman listening to the show right now and, and you are married, and you're a mother, right? Um, yeah. Uh, you may have a desire to commit yourself to some noble cause and go to Calcutta and, and volunteer with the mission as a charity for a year. That's a very good thing. That's a very good oh, thing. Oh, wow, what a good gift. But is that conducive to your vocation as a wife and a mom? If it's going to take you away from your kids, 
from your mm-hmm. husband, that's not God's will. No. It's not God's will to, to take on this extra ministry because it's a good thing. But if it's taking away from your kids, they need their mom. Your husband needs, he needs his wife. You know, same, you know, same thing for, for a husband. Um, or, or say, uh, you know, you may desire to be in a relationship with someone else. Right? You're married. Right? So attraction can be a good thing. However, let's order that attraction and say, it's not God's will for me to be in a relationship with another man while I'm married to this man. That's not God's will. Absolutely. You know, so we always have to first and foremost look at our vocation. All right, is this thing conducive to my vocation as a wife and a mother, as a religious sister, as a priest? Like for me as a deacon, I get you know calls all the time. Can you speak of this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And they're all good things. But I have to look, okay, my parish right now, I'm assigned to is St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Would it be conducive to me being um, available to my bride at St. Patrick if I'm going everywhere around the world to speak right now? Well, no, right. because they're gonna. I'm not gonna be present to my bride. My right. people need to see me. They need to be with me, um, and so I, I have to appropriately say no at times. Because the devil, what he does is he gives us a million and one good things, right? Good things. See, people are probably like, "What good thing?" Yeah, the devil gives us good things. Right. And he says this is a good, and and you're like, "Oh, well, that, that is good," but it's not the greatest good. Right. The greatest good is embracing our vocation. And that's what can make it a little bit confusing. It's pretty easy, um, at least in, in, in my book, to know right from wrong, good from good from bad, good from yeah. evil. But it's the competing goods that can distract us, that yeah. can confuse us at times. And I think you're making a really good point. That first question, is this conducive to my vocation? Certainly, certainly. So awesome. Yeah, and, and then also, uh, being, is, is it conducive to my vocation and is and is this consistent with how the Lord has spoken to me in the past? True. Right? Is that like, point two or is that sort of a clarifier? This is kind of a point two, yeah. I okay. mean, uh, it's a minor point though. Um, it's like a... It's, like a, a letter a or something like that, you know, oh, like, okay. <laughs> but I mean, so like, is this consistent? Like, like with me, like the Lord speaks to me often if I'm like in his presence before the blessed sacrament, right. Or if I'm mm-hmm. with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so typically that's, that, that's one of the ways that the Lord is going to going to do in the future as well. He's, he's always, he, he doesn't, he, he's not like going to change it up on us and like flip the script and be like, okay, right. gotcha. You know, yeah. no, he, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he, he knows how our hearts are. So he's typically consistent um, with the way he speaks to us. Um, and then, speaking of consistency with the gifts he gives us mm-hmm. right all right you may have a desire like say i love music yeah i think music is transcendental which means it's like this great good from god or whatever and i think it can change lives it can change the world beautiful music music can uh okay so is i have a desire to share music with everybody um but what if i don't have the gift to sing mm. see the lord he, 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 he uses our natural gifts as well. And so if, if I don't have a natural gift to sing and have this big desire to go on American Idol and become a great singer, that's probably not from God. True. But like you, you know, you're a singer. So obviously God gave you the natural gift to sing. And so you can share that. So that's how you, you, you can kind of help with your sermon. Well, am I supposed to share this gift? Well, if you don't have the gift, then, then that's it. Then the answer is pretty Heck clearly no. no, pretty clearly no. Well, you, we're on a roll here. I'm just loving what you're saying. It's making it so much easier to help us discern and you know you're listening of course to Deacon Josh Johnson here with me Stacy Galino and Faith and Good Counsel and we're going to be back in just a moment stick around
I myself and the living bread come down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he shall live forever. The bread I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. At this the Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can he give us his flesh to eat? Thereupon Jesus said to them, Let me solemnly assure you, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Scripture Highlights, brought to you by Greg A. Kennedy, CPA, 225-292-5112. Hi, this is Coach Alan Taylor, founder of St. Michael's Family Fitness. We're proud to support the mission of Catholic Community Radio. St. Michael's Family Fitness, strength to serve. 225-241-9332. Hi, this is Laura Manderfield Kransky with St. Mary's Books and Gifts. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Community Radio. We carry Catholic items such as books, art, and sacramental gifts. St. Mary's is located on the corner of Florida and Sherwood Forest Boulevard. Our phone number is 272-4030. St. Mary's, the little bookstore with a big heart and a thirsting desire to spread the good news. Join us for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from Our Lady of Mercy Parish in Baton Rouge, weekdays at noon and Sunday mornings at 1030 on Catholic Community Radio 1380 WPYR. Catholic Community Radio can't happen without your spiritual support, but we're also praying for you. Call our prayer force today to ask for the intentions on your heart. 225-341-2720. That's 225-341-2720. Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galino, your host, and I'm so happy, happy, happy to have with me today Deacon Josh Johnson. He's sharing so much wisdom, holy wisdom, sacred wisdom with us today about discernment. And boy, do we need that. We need it so deeply. And, you know, um, Deacon Josh, when we last segment, you were talking about the gifts that, that God gives us. And and you gave the example of, of singing. And, you know, even within singing, there can be, I'm, I'm just thinking about this, competing amongst the goods because you can be asked so often. There's even a discernment I have to to undergo to say yes or no to different singing events, singing commitments, because I'm asked very, very often and I can't do them all. I would love to, but I'm just, it's yeah. just not, you know, and also as I get older and different things, it's, it's, it's tough. And so even, even within the gift that you know God is, has given you, yeah. you have to discern within that. There's so, the other, so you go back to rule number one, of course, is which this, is my vocation. Is this conducive to my vocation as a wife and a mother? That's well. right. And, and you, exactly. And, you know, I'm married. I have a St. Joseph. And you know my St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. And I know if my St. Joseph is unhappy because he's missing, he's missing married, mama, yeah. I know that that's, that's pretty clear to me that the answer is no. Certainly, so, yeah. I mean, very, very clear. So we, we've known one another so so long that we discern very well together and that's the beauty of of marriage but another point too when we think about our gifts um is sometimes we may think we have a gift and we don't actually have it <laughs> yes. like the the point you gave about singing or maybe it's art or, or some yeah. other be- the way that we image christ uh, in many ways is through our gifts and talents we image his beauty yeah. to evangelize his people to show his love but maybe you know maybe someone can't accurately discern that they can't sing or they can't draw or or what have you you know do we listen to the voice of other people that give us clues that maybe we're deluding ourselves just a Certainly. little bit yeah i mean god, god is so i mean god speaks to the natural as well as, as, as like supernatural events in life you know so i think we need to to, to pay attention um to to, to other people as well you know like i think sometimes we especially when we think about the saints 
we become hyper spiritualized and we and we don't realize that the saints were very practical. It's like yes. Saint Maximilian Colby, like one thing he did was he would look at the natural gifts of the people that would join his religious order, and whatever their natural gift was, then he would send them off to to school to further that gift. So if you had like a gift of cooking or something like that, mm-hmm. he would send you off to the guy who was the best chef in town to learn how to be the best cook you can be to serve the rest of the community because our gifts are never for us. Our gifts are always for the other. Amen. And so we have to like look at natural gifts. And so if, so if I don't have a natural gift to cook and people tell me every time I cook, it doesn't really taste that good. Thanks, this, but... Mm, okay. Right, yeah, like, oh, you know, I'll pass. If, if, you, hear, if you hear I'll pass uh, more than like 10 times, it's probably an indicator, <laughs> so indicator that you need to pass on to the next gift because that ain't yours. Wow. Uh, but like the Lord gives us gifts to build up the body of Christ. So like when I was in um, Calcutta last year with Mother Teresa's nuns, I recognized... I didn't have that charism that, that, that God gave them for the body of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. like they had a particular charism to serve the poorest of the poor. Mm-hmm. And though I enjoyed serving the poorest of the poor, it weighed heavily on me the work that we had to do. And I was so exhausted. Whereas yeah. the nuns would walk around like joyful after they got, got done with the day's work. And it hit me that this is their charism. Sure. And so God's going to give them the graces that they need to take care of that charism, to nurture that charism. Whereas that particular, like, like lifestyle, like doing it 24-7 isn't my charism like that the mm-hmm. Lord has given me particularly, and I'm fine with that because yeah. he's given me a gift that he hasn't given them to build up the body of Christ. Wow, it's really, you know, hearing you speak about it, and I'm, I'm always thinking and pondering very deeply, and you, we can almost complicate matters. It's really much, in general terms, much more simple, I think, yeah. than we try, than we make it. Maybe we make it a little too difficult. So for simplicity's sake, just to reiterate, you've given us three steps so far to discernment. Is this whatever I'm being asked to do or whatever I'm wanting to do conducive to my vocation yep. right here, right now? Number one. Number two, is it consistent? You know, God is a God of order, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Consistent. I'm not going to pull the rug out from underneath us. Is this consistent with my vocation in the past? And number three, we talked, have talked at length about the gifts he gives us and, and looking and discerning through those gifts. Like I love the example of St. Maximilian Colby looking at the gifts of the brothers coming in, sending them off to cook or what have you. How so simple, really? Yeah, yeah. So what is there after that? What comes after that? Uh, and this is, and I have to say this, uh, we stand on, as Catholics, we stand on the shoulders of giants with everything we give. So everything I'm giving is coming from saints, reflections from saints, and also um, from priests who I've met in my life, um, particularly one priest, uh, Father Michael. Um, who has a weird last name, so I can't pronounce it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. So um, the Saint-wise, though, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, Saint, Ignatius, Saint John Saint John the Cross, Cross he's Saint big Teresa on this. Yeah, uh, the Carmelites are big, the Jesuits are big on this. Um, there's there's so many saints that have just given us, you know, uh, masterpieces. On. And, you know, if I may interject, if you can't fathom reading St. John of the Cross or St. Teresa of Avila, because it could be a little deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Father Thomas Dubé yes. uh, of beloved memory was masterful at breaking this down for us. The Fire Within. Uh, there's so many of, of his books um, that I can recommend because yeah, yeah, I've read yeah. them and they're fantastic. He, he, he's awesome. Uh, quick, I don't want to go on a tangent, but one quick thing that uh, I learned from this guy, Father Thomas I was on a retreat a few, long time ago, actually, like my first year in seminary, and it was just a personal retreat. I typically go on those because I like to get away with the Lord. And and I was on this retreat, and one of my buddies, he came, he was actually on a, a separate retreat on the same location, and he, he saw me, and he was like, Josh, you know, the fruit of prayer isn't mystical experiences. The fruit of prayer is virtue. Um, and that and that's going to lead into my next uh, point and with discernment. Um, when we discern things, we always have to ask the question, is this going to lead me closer to virtue? which leads closer to God, or is this going to lead me into a vice, into a sin, wow. which is going to separate me from God? Uh, so if I, if whatever, I, I can't, I guess you might be able to think of an example. 
Um, but whatever it may be, uh, if this desire leads to, 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 to vice, it's obviously not of God's will. Um, but you and, have to stop and think about these things. You have to ponder. You have to care. This right. is what we're talking about today. But, but a problem that I found a lot of lay people when I do you know, counseling and stuff is it is time management, as you said, is so important. But sometimes when you have like a bunch load of kids and you have to work and you have, you know, all these other things, it's so hard to find that quiet time. Right. So, so, so you have to commit yourself to saying, okay, like looking at your day, when can I have like, even if it's just 10 minutes, right. When can I have 10 minutes? And if that's in the bathroom, that's then lock yourself in the bathroom. Absolutely. And some parents say, well, when I go in the bathroom, that's when my kids come in there. And I'm like, okay, well then what about when you're in the shower? Like, like find like, or, or in the car ride after you drop the kids off, turn off the radio and that's your time you're going to talk with Jesus. Amen. And be and Because, like, sometimes I understand, like, the reality of it is, is not everyone has this wonderful life where they can just, you know, like, you know, go to the chapel to a holy hour every day, you know? Right. Like, um, but, I'm, I mean, I'm blessed because, you know, I live with the yeah. church. So You get to do that. I, I but have 24-7 young, access to my Jesus. Yeah, but young mamas <laughs> like Erin Franco, who's with us uh, quite often on yeah. Faith and Good Counsel, lives, she sanctifies her work. Yeah, exactly. Everything, you know, from her prayer time, as you mentioned, to mm-hmm. the poopy diapers, to everything, everything that she, she is very right. St. Jose Maria Escriva in her spirituality. And finds and god honors that yeah, he uh, he's so honored if you would know her she radiates the love of christ in in the poopy diapers i mean you know so something you will not have to worry about well i mean <laughs> I, have, I have nephews and nieces so oh, I, mean, I but, get to you know uh, I, I've, it, I've changed a couple of diapers in my life you are awesome i knew you were awesome yeah. so i love that Fra- the fruit of prayer is virtue oh and definitely it's not it's not levitating actually john the cross says <laughs> no actually it's Teresa of avila oh no john the cross my bad John the Cross says that like um, mystical experiences and the such are are something for beginners in the spiritual life. Like yeah. oftentimes when we see a mystic, we think, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, this person must be like whatever." And he says that's for babies because right. that's what they need at that time. Yes. He says like the real the real fruit of like people who are like super holy are the people who are like hidden, you know, and like they're just very virtuous. Mm-hmm. So those are like mm-hmm. the big saints who who are have their prayer life is extremely dry. So if your prayer life is super dry and it's not because of sin, yeah, you're on a, it's, it, that's a good sign. Um, and so, like, they're probably super dry. They don't experience any consolations in prayer, like Mother Teresa. Yes. Like, 50 years of darkness. Oh, and yeah. they're very virtuous. That's the real, uh, you know, that's the superstar saints. And may I interject? It is. It seems random, but it's really not. I just want to say virtue is the answer to so many perceived mental health problems. But we digress. Let's get back to the, okay. <laughs> the topic. Discernment. That's right. Discernment. <laughs> discernment. Yeah. Discernment. Effort. Prayer. Okay. So can you give us a scenario on right. um, our last few minutes here of how to, uh, 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 a scenario, okay, if you will, I'll how to you, discern. I'll give you one. Um, this happened uh, two years ago in the seminary. It's, one, it's, it's a case of myself. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to kind of hop between St. Ignatius and all over the place, but just try to stick with me if okay. you can. So uh, one day in the seminary, I turned in a paper, and in the, on the paper, I didn't get the grade that I desired the most. Um, okay. I think, I forgot what it was, maybe it was like a B, or, I forgot, but I really thought I deserved an A on this. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was kind of embarrassed because I knew other people got the A in that thing, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ah, oh, you know, got kind of down. And what the enemy wants us to do, Ignatius speaks about this in his rules for discernment. Um, he says the enemy wants us to keep it in the dark. Right, mm-hmm. and so and, and and all the spirits I was feeling were, were 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 these spirits of discouragement, which is again the spirit of the enemy, right? Yes, I'm being discouraged. I'm being accused of, of not studying hard enough, even though I did study hard enough. I'm being tempted to think I'm not good based on my I'm grade. Not worthy I'm not this. worthy. Like all these all lies this. are coming right, and the enemy's like, keep it in the dark. Don't bring it to the light, right? Because if you keep it in the dark, it can't be exposed to Jesus Christ and revealing the truth to us right. through His Word. And so that whole morning, I was kind of in a blah 
And all of a sudden, uh, I saw one of my buddies um, who was a deacon at that time. He's a priest now. And and he was like, is everything okay? He, he could kind of see it Because you could see it, see it probably on your, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm transparent. Like, if you tell me something, like, crazy, I'm, I'm going to show you my face. Like, what? But, uh, <laughs> but no, and so, yeah, so I, I ended up humbling myself and saying, okay, I need, can we talk? And we went to his room, and, and, I, and I shared with him. I said, I, I feel down because of this, so I brought it to the light. Yeah. Um, and when I brought it to the light, he was like, but Josh, like, are you still God's beloved son? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, is that just one grade? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, so does it really matter? And it's like, no. And like, it, it, everything it started making so much sense to me. Like, this was the enemy just attacking me this mm -hmm. whole time, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and knocking me down and keeping it in the dark. And, and the second I brought it to the light, I experienced the truth of God. I experienced the, the Lord's voice. And, and, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, wow. You know, like, so... The the enemy always wants us to keep things in the dark, and to, so we can be fed by the by the lies of discouragement, accusation, temptation. Uh, whereas the Lord is just very simple. You bring it to the light to someone who's trustworthy, someone um, who can give good advice, whether it's a priest, a nun, or a holy layperson um, who, who knows something about the spiritual life. And once we do that, uh, we'll be in good hands and back on track. Uh, because the enemy, if, if we keep it in the dark, then we're gonna you know not be faithful to prayer because we're gonna so down i don't want to go to prayer right now you know sloth is going to come and all these vices are going to pop up and and then the vices lead to death spiritual death and so how good. long do you as you think about think back on this scenario was it a pretty immediate feeling of peace or did you have to ponder it a little while longer or how did that happen when i brought it to the light it, the, the peace was actually immediate um, okay i was like oh my goodness yeah. the scales fell from your but i mean but 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 any kind of healing spiritual healing with the lord it can be a process. Mm -hmm. And they're always different. It's like grieving. If you lose someone in your family, grieving is a process. Some people can grieve for a week. And other people grieve for a lifetime. Like, so like it's, this is, this too is a process of like, you know, like the right. peace will come, but like there'll be different levels of this peace or whatever. Um, and so same thing with healing. If you have a particular wound that you, that you're suffering from, the healing is going to be a very long process or the Lord can heal you in your sleep and you don't even know about it. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and like, Oh wow. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We we can't put limitations or our understanding upon God. He's so far above our understanding. But he works in in phases, if you will, and mm -hmm. stages and phases. It's not usually, I mean, it can be a, a whammo kind of experience, but he pretty much knows what we can handle at any point, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you, you know, can you speak about the dangers of kind of praying and then expecting this whammo kaboom experience from God and nothing happens and then you lose your faith? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. We know prayer, I tell you, uh, God is going to give us three responses when we pray. He's going to give us yes, no, and not now. Mm -hmm. And a lot um, of times it's not now. A lot of times it's not now because Isaiah 55 five says, my way is not your ways. My time is not your time. So That's right. So when we, when we pray, uh, it's important to acknowledge our thoughts, our feelings, and our desires to the Lord. Um I'll give you a quick prayer method I do. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. I acknowledge my thoughts, my now feelings. slow that down. Acknowledge. Acknowledge, relate. Relate. Receive. Receive. And respond. A-R-R-R-R-R. -R 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 -R. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> That's important. Okay, very important. Ahead. So we acknowledge our, our thoughts, feelings, and desires. Right. Uh, we relate that to the Lord. And after we relate that to the Lord, we spend time in silence to receive. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and when we do this part... Oftentimes we try to control God. So this is, a, uh -huh. we, all right, God, I'm going to give you this holy hour. So by the end of the holy hour, I expect for you to have given me what I need. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We communicate to the Lord and then he communicates back to us on his own time. So right. sometimes that's going to be through the scriptures, through church teachings, through people, through mass, through something. But it's going to be on his time. It could be the next day, right? 
And then after we receive from the Lord, whatever that is, however long it takes for us to receive from him, just be open throughout the whole day. It could be from the radio station. You know, like even secular radio can like hook us Amen. up with some truth from God. Amen. And then after that, we, we make a concrete decision to respond. Okay, Lord, because you've told me this, I'm going to respond by being more faithful to prayer or whatever Amen. it may be. Powerful, powerful wisdom today from Deacon Josh Johnson. Thank you so Thank much you for, for inviting being me. with us. And I think we have a better pathway now to understanding how to discern so thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time on Faith and Good Counsel. Bye-bye, everybody. Fox Christie. Citizens Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Citizens Bank and Trust. Online at citizensbankandtrust.com. That's citizensbankandtrust.com. A prayer for vocations. O oh God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, Ever Virgin, St. Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. At home, at work, and worldwide, you can listen to Catholic Radio for your community online. CatholicCommunityRadio.org Celebrating the Year of Faith, Catholic Community Radio.